begin the Gemara today on Dafnu Chesamet Beis, towards the bottom of the Yamud, about 10 lines from the bottom of the Yamud, by the two dots, Omarav. This begins a new Indian, as we'll see, we're going to be discussing here the halacha of Leisilbash, that a man may not uh, wear garments of a woman or adorn himself, beautify himself like a woman. To connect a little bit to the Gemara before regarding removing hairs, cutting hairs, Omarav, so Rav said, Mekel, Odom, Kol Gufoy, a person can lighten the hair on his body. And what this is specifically referring to is a person removing hairs from the private areas in his body and on the arms and so on. So you're allowed to do this bitar, even with a razor. Now, as I said, what, what could be the issue with this? The issue could be that this is the way the women do it, and therefore it's for beautification purposes, and it's the love of Leisilbash, of not beautifying yourself like a woman. So Meisvei, the Gemara asks, in Abraisa it says, A person that removes the hairs from the underarms in the private areas, there's Malkus for this. This is the lab of Leil Bash Geves and Lashisha. So what do we understand from this? Uh, that, yeah, so it's a lab. So how could Rav say that it's allowed? So the Gemara answers, that the lab is only if it's done with a razor, and ha b'misperayim. When Rav said that you are allowed to remove these hairs, it's if it's done with the scissors, it's not uh, shaved so close to the skin, so that's allowed. Rav clearly said that this is allowed even with a razor. So the Gemara answers, he didn't mean with a razor, he meant keentar. When a person removes it with a scissor, similar, he cuts close to the skin, similar to a razor, but not with an actual razor. That's allowed. Now, another uh, uh, statement from Rabbi Yechenen about this, Amr Barabba, Amr so when he spoke about this, he said, ever, you move these private hairs, loike, you get Malchus for it. So on this, Meisvei, the question was asked, in another price it says, Havaras, Seyar, Seifrim, this Isser of removing these hairs, is not minatayda, it's only minatayrabonon. So how could Rabbi Yechanan say that if you remove the hairs of Beis HaShechi, Beis HaErve, there's Malkus for it, meaning that it's the lav, it's also minatayda. And says the Gemara, my loike, what did Rabbi Yechanan mean when he said that this Malkus, nami, the Kaomar, midrabana? He didn't mean Malkus minatayda, which is the 39 lashes, but he meant Malkus midrabana. When you over Isra midrabanon, there's what's called Makis Mardis, there's also Malkus. So that's what Rabbi Yechanan was speaking about. No, not necessarily. Ikidamri. Now there's another version that said what Rabbi Yechanan said, and they said actually clearly that Rabbi Yechanan meant loikim and atayde. Am Rabbi Baraba, Am Rabbi Yechanan. Hamave beis Hashachi, beis Erevel loike. You get Malkus, and they added mishum lo yil bashgeva simlasisha. They spelled out clearly that it's the lav. You get Malkus menatayde for removing these hairs. So on this Meisve, the question was asked: Havaras seyar. The Braista says, removing these hairs, it's not awesome in Atayre, it's only awesome with the Rabbana. So the Gemara answered, this is a Machlaikis. He's following the opinion of the Tana in the following Braista. The Tanya, in another Braista, we learned, You are going to be over on this love of the Yilbash. So we have here a Machlaikis. Well, how to define the lav of layilbash? The previous price that we just quoted holds that layilbash does not include removing these hairs the way women do. And the second price here says, no, that is part of the lav. So the Gemara now will explain the two ifanim of how to learn this pasuk of layilbash to explain the difference between these two opinions here. 
So the Tana Kame, the Tana of the previous Braise, Hi, Lo Yilvash Gever, my daughter What is he learning out from Lo Yilvash Gever? How does he understand Lo Yilvash Gever? Why does he not say that that includes this as well, to remove these hairs like women do? So the Gemara explains, He learns from here this that it explains in a Braise. The Braise says, Lo Yiek Li Gever Al Isha. That a man should not, or a, a woman that is, should not wear a man's clothing, and the same in reverse. A man, a man should not wear a woman's clothing. So my Talmud Leima, what's this Isra? What is this Pasik? How do you understand the Isra of this Pasik? If the Pasik is simply coming to say, like a literal translation, that a man may not wear a woman's garment, and the Isha, Simlas Ish, or a woman may not wear a man's garment, that can't be. Just simply putting on the garment of a woman is in itself, it cannot be the Isra of the Pasik, because Harei Kvar Nema, right after this, the Pasik explains the reason for this Isra, that it says, the Pasik there says, that it's a Toyeva, it's an abomination. Just a man just going ahead and putting on the garment of a woman, or the reverse, a woman putting on the garment of a man, just that alone, you can see very clearly that he's a man or that she's a woman, and there's no, there's no abomination in that. The concept of Toyeva only applies when there's actually an Indian of Znus, when there's inappropriate relationships and connection of man and woman, but stop putting on this garment alone is not a Toyeva. So what does the Pasuk mean? Ella, rather, what it means is, Shleilbash, Ish, Sumlas, Isha, the Yeshev bin Anoshim. That's when a man is putting on women's clothing and he's, he's mingling and he's not noticeable that he's a man and he's mingling amongst, amongst women. That's the toyeva. Then this is a behavior of Znus. Or the Isha Simlas Ish, when the woman puts on the man's clothing and the Teshev bin Anoshim and she goes and she's, she's sitting amongst the men. At the Isra of Leilbash. But if it's not in this kind of a way where there's a behavior of Znus, then there's no Isra at all. So it comes out, in other words, that according to this understanding of the lab of Layilbash, it explains why the first price holds that Havaras, this Haseya, to remove the hairs of the Beis HaShechi or Beis HaEver is not an Isser, because that doesn't cause any behavior of Znus. It's a private thing, and it doesn't, and, and, and it doesn't in any way bring that, uh, this mingling of men and women. So there's no Isser. Rabbi ben Yaakov, however, Rabbi ben Yaakov says that, no, we do learn the Pasik and its literal understanding. How do I know that a woman should not go out with weapons, wearing the, the garments and the weapons that a soldier work, wears going out to war? This is only usually for a man. This is a man's garments. That a woman may not wear a man's clothing. So not in a situation where she's going to mingle amongst men. <coughs> just to wear these garments. That itself is the answer. And also, which means, that a man should not beautify himself and adorn himself similar to the way a woman does. So according to this understanding, according to Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov, the second opinion that we brought before, that means that a person may not also remove these hairs from the private area <coughs> similar to a woman, is, is a law. Just like a, a man may not wear women's clothing or adorn himself in any way like a woman, is part of the law. This, is, this, this opinion, by the way, is the opinion that we Paschal like. It's brought in Shulchan Aruch as well, that a man may not adorn himself similar to a woman. And uh, one of the things that this also includes as well, brought in the Rishayinim as well over here, is not to use a mirror for a man. A lot of people don't know of that. And the only hetter to use a mirror is in a situation where it's for a health reason or not to hurt yourself, just to be able to... But, but stam for a person to use, for a man, that is, to use a mirror 
and just for adorning or beautification purposes, like it says here in the Gemara, that anything a man does to beautify himself is the lap of Leilvash. Again? Why, why Not necessarily, right? No, not necessarily. That a man should not adorn himself like a woman does. And even when he get to Havara Saseya, moving these hairs, which is not, not something that's connected to anyone outside or mingling or anything, Shara the Pasik according to Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov is, is literally not to wear a woman's garments or to adorn yourself like a woman. So this was the way to Yeah. But, well, by a Gever, by Isha, okay, over there, Taka says that she shouldn't go out to war because a soldier goes out to war. But it doesn't mean necessarily she's going out to mingle amongst men, even if not. Just the fact that she's wearing these garments is the Isser. So, trimming hair is sticking out, your, out in your head, you shouldn't be in the mirror to... to that's, 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 what, that's what it says. Again, unless, if, you have to, if, you're, if you're trimming those hairs that are sticking out, and, then, and you don't want to cut yourself, you don't want to hurt yourself, you want to see what you're doing, so then it's allowed. But if, if looking in a mirror, not for that purpose, just for beautification purposes, is not allowed. Could be this other hatayim. I'm just telling you what it says in the Rishayim and what it says in Shulchan Aruch. Amar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman said about this. Going back to this original Allah we're speaking about, but not whether you're allowed to remove the hairs of Beis Hashachi and Beis Erve. So Rav Nachman said, "Benazir Mutter." If it's a Nazir, so on the day that he concludes his Nazirus and he has to shave all the hair on his head, so and that then when he's doing that, he's going to be allowed to remove the hairs of private areas as well. And the reason is because if he's shaving all the hair on his head. We know that this person is not concerned about beautifying himself. If he would be, he would not accept upon himself naziris, and he would not be shaving all the hair on his head. So if he's doing that, so when he removes any of the hairs in the, any private areas, we know that he's not doing it for beautification purposes, like a woman, so therefore it's a lot. Again? What is he chayev? No, no, no. A nazir only has to remove the hairs from the head, not all the hairs of his body. So while he's shaving all the hair off his head, he also removes these hairs. So because this person is going around now with a shaved head, it's clear that he's not trying to beautify himself, so therefore it's allowed. But for less say, the Gemara says we don't pass him like what Rav Nachman said here. They asked him, We noticed regarding Rabbi Yechenin himself, he before Rabbi Yechenin said that you're not allowed to remove these private hairs, whether Menatayre, whether Medrabanan, but we noticed by Rabbi Yechenin himself, the Lesley, that he didn't have any hairs in those private areas, and that means he removed it. So, how was he allowed to do this? He didn't remove them, but because of old age, they fell out. Hahu, there was this individual, this Chayiv Negide Kamei Rabami, that he was Chayiv to get lashes in front of Rabami. So this is not speaking about the Malkus Menatayre, but it's speaking about the Makis Mardis in that time period. And he was Chayiv Makis Mardis, Malkus Medrabonon, and when he would give this Malkus, they would remove the clothing of the person. And what happened? Igloi beisashachi when they when they, they were removing his clothing and so they noticed his underarms that chazir they saw the lemegaleach that he did not remove hairs. Amalohin Rabami, so Rabami said that if that's the case, shivkua leave him alone, do not give him these lashes. Dain min chavrayehu, he's a chaver, he's 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 yereshemayim, he's a tamad chachem, and we see that he didn't remove these hairs and therefore he doesn't deserve these lashes. Rav asked Rabchia, this Shaila as well, are you allowed to remove these hairs of the private areas? And Rabchia said to him that it's not allowed. Okay, so we're talking here about removing these hairs with a razor. That's how the sugi began, that the, the whole Isser is only with a razor. 
Amalei, so Rav asks Rav but I'm not removing it for any beautification purposes, but it grows and the hair gets long and therefore it, it, it becomes painful. It's, I'm not, it's just being removed for comfort purposes, not for beautification purposes. So why should it not, should it not be allowed? And that, that, that includes even removing it with a razor. Even though it could be removed with a scissor in another way, for, for, if, if it's just for that it shouldn't harm the person. But nevertheless, as long as it's not being done for beautification purposes, it should be allowed to be done even with a razor. The, whole, the only iser is if it's being done because a person wants to compare himself to a woman, or, or he's acting similar to a woman. Amalei, so Rabchia answered him, Bar Pachsi, son of nobleman. Now he's referred to uh, Rav as, as a chosh of a person. He said, son of nobleman. Your question is not a question because zman yeshlei, the hairs that grow in these private areas has their, their time that it grows, meaning it doesn't grow too long. Kozman shul gadol, when it gets the per, person gets the age and they would, they would be able to grow longer, naisha, it just falls out. These hairs don't get too long. So in other words, you can't say that if a person is removing these hairs, he's removing them because they could, could harm him and not for beautification purposes because it doesn't harm a person. So if he's removing them, it's only similar to a woman, and therefore it's not allowed. Mm. So you said that you're not allowed to remove these hairs by, uh, by a razor, but the question is, could a person do it by hand to, to, to scrub or to scratch it off, scratch off these hairs and pull out these hairs by hand? So Rabchia said this is also not allowed. So his question then was, what's if he's not removing it directly by hand, but uh, he's removing it by hand, but through a garment. Is that allowed? So they said, then if it's being done through a garment, so that is allowed. That's not similar to the way the women remove hairs, and therefore that is allowed. Some say that the point of the hetar is because the, the hair is not removed to the same extent when you remove it directly. When removing it through a garment, it doesn't remove the hairs as much in the same extent, so therefore it's not similar to the women, so that's allowed. Ikedamri, there's another version regarding this last question here that Rav asked Rabchia about his question was, when a person is davening, when a person is davening, you may not touch in any private areas to make yourself tummy during davening. But the question is, through a garment, is a person, could a person uh, scratch, or if it's not, he's not touching directly in that private areas during davening, is that allowed? Does he become tummy or not? Is, he, is it allowed? On Malay, also. So Rabchia said that even if it's through a garment, it still will be also during davening. But the Gemara concludes regarding this, Veles Hilchase Regarding this halacha of during davening, we don't pass him like Rabchia, and as long as he's not touching any of the private areas, he doesn't become Tomei during davening. Okay, Zaktaylegi Mishnah. This returns back to the halacha that we began this, this Patek with. What did it speak about? Yeah, Tunizidim. And there was an aide that came and said, one of you became Tomei, but I'm not sure which one it is. So what did the Mishnah say there? That these two Nezirim are going to have to bring a carbon tara and a carbon tumah and they're going to have to make a condition. Either the carbon tara is mine and the carbon tumah is yours or in the reverse and then they have to bring it a second time later after 30 days and again make the same condition. That was the previous Mishnah. And here this Mishnah continues with that halacha. So what happens if one of these two Nezirim so there was a suffix who of that, which one of them was Tommy. Now one of them passed away. Mm. So what happens now? You can't do anymore what the Mishnah said before, that you can bring the two Karbanas and there's a condition between them. Uh. So Amir Rabbi Yeshua, so Rabbi Yeshua says, what you have to do over here is as follows. Yivakesh echad menashok. Go out and find another person in the marketplace. 
And he will make a net that he'll accept upon himself Naziris. You have to have another person with you. But this other person that's going to come and accept upon himself Naziris, he should accept the Naziris with a condition. And for and that person says, you say to that person as follows, Im Tomei if I am the one that actually became Tomei, so then, you're going to be a Nazar, and your Naziris begins immediately. Right? So, in other words, the, the issue over here is that this person that's, that's a Nazir, he doesn't know if he has to bring a carbon Tara, or if he has to bring a carbon Toma. So now this other person that he's going to make a Nazir with him, he's going to make him a Nazir, but that he should be a Nazir only Mesophic. He's, if, if, he's, if I was the one that's Tomei, so then I want you to become the Nazir right away. So then the carbon Toma will be mine, and the carbon Tara will be yours. Right? Yeah. <laughs> If I'm the one that was tired and really the carbon tara, I, I'm the nazir that has to bring the carbon tara. So then, you're only going to be a nazir after 30 days. Okay? Because since this person is a sophic, if he's tome or not, he has to bring a carbon tome now and then another carbon tara within 30 days. Right? So, so that carbon tara within 30 days, if it turns out that the carbon tara that he brought for himself in the beginning is really his. So then the carbon tara in the end of 30 days will be for this person, Menashok. Oh, so the, 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 the Mishnah will spell, spell out what, what happens over here. So now, what did they do? So again, so you have now the second person that is accepting upon himself Naziris with this condition. Maybe his Naziris starts right away, and maybe his Naziris only starts after 30 days. So now, the Seifrin Shloishim, or Shloishim Yayim, Again? After 31st, 31st one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so they count 30 days. And now what happens after the 30 days? And now after 30 days, you bring to the Beis HaMikdash both. Carbon Tome and the Carbon Tara. And this person says, If I'm the one that became Tome, so Carbon Tome Shali. So then the Carbon Tome is mine. The carbon tumma consists of uh, different different parts of the carbon. So the carbon tumma is mine. The carbon tar is shaloch, and the carbon tar is yours. Because if the condition was that if I'm the one that was Tomei, so then you became a Nazar right away, and now 30 days are up, and you have to bring your carbon tar for the conclusion of your Naziris. But if I'm the one that was Tomei, so then you're not a Nazar yet. So then the carbon tar is shali, the carbon tar is mine. And then, and what now? What happens with the carbon tuma? How could they? How could he bring a carbon tuma at this time? So here, the Mishnah says, "The carbon tuma besafik." You could bring the carbon tuma even if it's only a safik. Now, what does this mean? How could you bring a carbon tuma if it's a safik? You usually you can't bring a carbon tuma the base of mikdash besafik. So we had this concept before, and what this refers to is only the carbon chatos that has to be brought besafik. When a person is Tomei, a Nazir that's Tomei, there's three Kabbalists you have to bring, a Karbam Ayla, a Karbam Chatos, and a Karbam Asham. So we had already before in the Masechda, and this is brought many times, that all Kabbalists cannot be brought Pesachik, because you might be bringing Cholin into the Azara. Karbam Chatos is different. Karbam Chatos, you find, is a Karbam that can be brought Pesachik. And the place that's learned out is from a Yeldis. A Yeldis that's not sure what she gave birth to, a Zachar, and a Keva, what Karbam she has to bring, she can bring a Karbam Chatos, even Pesachik. So over here, regarding this carbon tuma besafik, what the Mishnah means to say is, he can't bring all three carbonus tuma besafik. He can bring the carbon chatos besafik, 
because a chattis could be brought misafik. The carbon oila that the Nazar Tommy has to bring, he could also bring, and either it, he's bringing it for the obligation that he has, and if not, that carbon oila will just be in a dava. But the carbon asham, he actually can't bring. So, so when it says the carbon tovim misafik, it only means the chattas and the oila, but not the carbon asham. And even though he can't bring that third carbon, the, thir- the third carbon, the asham, is not ma'akif. He'll, he'll be able to restart his nazirus. As soon as you bring the carbon chattas, you're able to already restart your nazirus over again. And then, but we're not done yet, because then the seifrim shleishim it's possible that this person was tome. So he's bringing now his carbon tome. And then in 30 days from now, he has to bring a carbon tara. So now the seifrim shleishim he counts another 30 days. And now we're being carbon tara. And he brings now the carbon tara for, as a carbon for concluding Naziris. But now he's not sure whether that carbon tara is for him mm. or whether the carbon tara is not for him. Maybe he already brought the carbon tara before for himself. But now the second person that he brought, Menashok, so on the condition that you were the one that was tahir, his Naziris only began after 30 days. And now the carbon tara is going to be his. So the, the Mishnah spells it out. So now you tell him. If I was the one that was Tomei, I became Tomei. So then, carbon shali, the carbon tumah that we, I brought before, after the first 30 days, that carbon tumah was mine, every carbon tara shalach. And you were the one that was the Nazir then, and the carbon tara was yours. And if so, vizek carbon tarasi. The carbon tara that I'm bringing now, this is the carbon tara for me. But if I was the one that was tired, so then carbon tara shali, so then. The, the carbon tara that was brought in the beginning, after the first 30 days, that carbon tara was mine. And the carbon tuma besafik. And the carbon tuma that was brought then was only being brought besafik. And it's, it's, it's really not, uh, wasn't, wasn't used for, for this uh, person when I shook for sure not. And it wasn't even really used for him. It was only being brought besafik. And like I said before, it could be brought besafik. And vizeo carbon tara asach. And this carbon tara that's being brought now, this is yours. Because he, his naziris only began after 30 days, and it concluded now. So this is your carbon tara. So that's how we resolve this in this situation. You, yeah, so you have to bring this person in Ashuk with this condition, and that, that's how it works. Oh, my ben So ben says to Rabbi Yeshua, this is not a good eitzah. Who's going to listen to you because you have a problem? That you have a Suffolk Tuma and you're, the other Nazar passed away, you're going to approach someone in the street and say, Accept upon yourself to be a Nazar 30 days because of the problem that I have. Who's going to want to be a Nazar for 30 days for your sake? So Allah, he says, the Eitzah is for this person himself. He doesn't have to include anybody else, Menashok. He could, all by himself, he can bring the Karbanis in a way to resolve this problem with the Suffolk Tuma that he has. So what does he do? Maybe Chata Sa'if. He brings a chata sa'if, which is one of the karbanas that a nazir that became Tomei has to bring. So he brings that chata sa'if, and then he also brings a va'ilas behemah. And he brings one oilas behemah, which is one of the karbanas that a nazir that's tahir has to bring. And va'imer, and he says as follows, Im tomei if I actually became Tomei, then a chatas mi'chayvasi. Then this karban chatas that I'm bringing now is a chayva. I'm obligated to bring this karban for the Tomei. The ha'ayla, the carbon oila that I'm bringing is nadava. The, the, the oila is only going to be a nadava. At that, if he was tommy. But ve'im ta'ira yisi, if I actually am a nazir which is ta'ir, so then ha'ayla mechayvasi. 
So then this carbon oil that I'm bringing now is going to be for my chayve. At this point, he only brings the oil because the oil could be brought as an adava. So therefore he could make this condition, either the oil I'm bringing now is just a donation, or the oil that I'm bringing now is actually for my obligation that I'm tying. So I have to bring this oil and vahachatas mesafik. And again, like we said before, the carbon chatas that's being brought, it could be brought, even if it's a situation of a suffolk, whether that chatas has to be brought, it could be brought. So the chatas is here mesafik. Okay, but now it's possible that he was tame, so he has to bring a second carbon later for the tara when he redoes his nazidis. So now the seifer shleishim yoyim. He has to count another 30 days. Umevi carbon tara. And now he brings a carbon tara. And and he says, if it's actually true that I was Tommy before, so then the previous carbon oil that I brought was only a donation. Because then I couldn't bring the carbon tara. And now the carbonus that I'm bringing, I'm bringing now at the, at the conclusion of Yunizidis, what do you have to bring? You have to bring three carbonus actually. A chatas and a oila and a shlamim. So now the carbonus that I'm ringing now, this is, this is the chayvah, this is my obligation for the conclusion of my Naziris Batara. But if before, when I brought that carbon oil, I really was tahir, so then the first oil that I brought before, that is going to be for my obligation for the conclusion of my Naziris Batara. And Vizu Nidava. And the Nidava that I'm bringing. And Vizu, the carbon oil that I'm bringing now for the conclusion of my Naziris, that's only a donation. And Vizu, Shar Karbani. And now he brings also a Chatos and a Shlomim for the conclusion of his Naziris. So basically, what you do is you're combining the oil that he brought before for the Chayvet, for the conclusion of his Naziris Batara, to the Chatos and the Shlomim that he's bringing now for the conclusion of his Naziris Batara. So it's not being brought at the same time. Uh, yeah, so so pa- again, possibly the oil that he brought before was the oil of Benedove, and then he's concluding his Naziris now, so he brings all three together, oil, chatas, and shlamim, all three together now. But if not, if really his conclusion of Naziris Batara was before the first 30 days, so then he brings then, he, uh, or uh, not, not the, yeah, when he concluded the Naziris the first time, right? When he concluded the Naziris the first time, so then the chatas, the carbon the, the, the oil that is, the carbon oil that he brought then, that is a chayva for the conclusion of his Naziris. And now he's finishing that off. Now he's bringing the chatas and the shlamim for the conclusion of his Naziris. So, so, so what does it come out of here? It's not necessary for this person to bring a second person in Ashok. The only thing he has to do is, he can't bring the full karbanis of the tumma. he can only bring the chatos, and that's enough, as I mentioned before, that this mission is following the opinion that says that you bring just the carbon chatos, that's enough to be able to restart your nazirus. And, and then the carbon for your tare, you sort of split it, you bring the oil in the beginning, and then the chatos and the shlamim you bring later. Amad Rabbi Shua, but Rabbi Shua said on this, it comes out that this person that's bringing his carbon azidus for the tara is being split into two parts. Well, how could he split these carbonus in two parts? He brings the ayla, and then 30 days later, he brings the chatas and the shlamim. But the Gemara concludes, The chachamim agreed to Ben Zayma's opinion that you don't have to bring a person in Ashok. The person himself could do it the way Ben Zayma described. So then the Gemara asks, and Abi Shua's question here that he just asked, let him bring, in other words, let him bring the carbon oil off before, and then the chatas and the shlamim later. 
What was Rabbi Shua's question? That you're splitting these karbanas in two time periods. What's the problem? What's the time? What's the problem if the karbanas are being split in two different time periods? It's not, uh, has to be brought all at the same time. Amr Rabbi Yudah Mashmuel, so the Gemara answers, you're right. Rabbi Yeshua only asked this question because he wanted to sharpen the Talmidim by pointing them out this thing that according to, according to Ben Zayma, it comes out that the Ayla and the Chattas and the Shlamim are not being brought at the same time period. But really there's no problem with this. It was just sort of an observation that he was saying that according to Ben Zayma's Eitzah, you're not bringing it all at the same time. But there's no actual problem with this. And really, Rabbi Yeshua himself agrees that the Eitzah that Ben Zayma said is acceptable. Oh, Rav Nachman, not Rav Nachman said, Rav Nachman goes back to the opinion, the way Rabbi Yeshua was said in the Mishnah originally, that he does have to bring a second person in Ashok. And Rav Nachman asked on that, my Rabbi Yeshua, what is Rabbi Yeshua going to do? Ledake to the fats of the carbon, the loy listru, that it shouldn't become spoiled and it shouldn't smell. What's the problem, he asks, that if you're bringing a second person in Ashok, so you're not sure if the carbon tara is mine or the carbon tara is his, you're not sure who it's for, so the halacha regarding a carbon nausea is that there's a halacha of tnufa by the carbon shlom. If you remember, we learned before that you have to cook a part of the carbon and afterwards there's a halacha of tnufa that has to be lifted up. The kain and the owner has to lift it up. When is that? When is the tnufa done? The tnufa is done after you cut the hair. Who's the one that's cutting the hair? We don't know who's this one that's concluding his naziris now cutting his hair. Either you're cutting your hair now, or we have to wait 30 days later, and 30 days later, the other person is cutting the hair then, and that, that's when the Naziris Batar is being concluded. So we don't know who the carbon is for. So if so, the problem is, these fats over here, that the, the Tnufa could only be done after the hair is cut, you're going to have to wait 30 days. So those fats are going to sit out there, and only after 30 days will you do the Tnufa, and only then could you be marketed under the Mizbeach. So these fats are going to sit out here, and they're going to spoil for 30 days. Who, who's going to, who is going to, uh, what, what, should, what should we do about this, the Gemara is asking. Okay. So the Rishayim point out that this question the Gemara is asking here is really not, should be not only on Rabbi Shur's opinion, even in the first mission of the Perik, when it spoke about two people, and there was a suffix, and, and according to everybody, when the second person is alive, you have to do this. You have to wait, and then 30 days, and you don't know who the carbon tar is being brought for, so it comes out that the fats are going to have to wait for 30 days for the Tnufa. Why is the Gemara asking the Dafka over here? So the answer is, in the previous mission, when you have both of these people alive, there's no other Eitzah. There's, no, there's nothing else you could do. But over here, in this Mishnah, where Ben, ben Zayma gives another Eitzah, that you could do it with the same person himself, and he only brings the Eula now, and the Chattas and the Shlomim he brings later. He doesn't, you don't have to have a second person. So if there's another Eitzah, the Gemara is asking, according to Rabbi Yeshua, why wouldn't he want to do this Eitzah? So you shouldn't have to have these fats sit out there and, and, and spoil and smell. So, but, but this question that Rav Nachman asked is only on the way Rabbi Yeshua said his opinion in the Mishnah. But the MS, the Gemara said, that Rabbi Yeshua himself agrees to what Ben, ben Zayma said, like the Gemara said before. But Rav Nachman is asking this, he, or he didn't hear what the Gemara said, that Rabbi Yeshua agrees to Ben Zayma, or he's asking it on the original opinion, the way it appears in the Mishnah.